0: What's up, everybody? Another, Another episode one. of the Trick coming to you from the and I kind of preferred the other one. Back. <laughs> I am Aaron. This is Mark, and I'm Steve. What is up, y'all?
1: Which one? Are, this is a really important week for us, right, Aaron?
0: I, I don't know. Is it? Why? Yes. <laughs> 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 okay, this is the week you go to Vegas. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, by the time this comes out, I will be still in Vegas. Um and getting, fixing to come home. Fixing to come home, yeah. We leave at like Vegas at like five in the afternoon. And technically I get That's back. That's
2: evening. Five is evening. See, I, I count evening after six. Nope. See, I'm
1: <laughs> I'm super impressed that both of you have thought about when <laughs> afternoon ends and
2: evening begins. So morning is till noon. Then you have noon. And then at one o'clock it's afternoon, and then at five o'clock it's evening, and then at eight o'clock it's night. <laughs> are you supper or dinner? Um, supper.
0: <coughs> okay, I used to be supper.
2: Now I'm dinner. Okay, what do you say? When are we gonna eat? I have no, <laughs> I have
0: no,
1: no idea. I um. What's no, I, I guess I, I do I say dinner. dinner. Yeah, I, I say, say what do you I want for dinner? dinner? Yeah, I don't think I've ever. You've asked me a supper. question I've never thought about, so I just replaying all my conversations with Paula. I think I usually say, "What are we having for dinner?"
2: Okay. Yeah. See, it's weird because at different times I'll say different things, like.
1: Well, that helps. Like, really broaden <laughs> yeah, the conversation. Yeah,
2: absolutely. So it'll be like, when are we having supper? But what are we having for dinner?
0: See if if I'm if I'm back <laughs> makes with, no sense. <laughs> if I'm back with like a bunch of I my agree. Midwest family, it's supper. But like down here, it was always it, like we said supper for beginning, but now it's like dinner. We, we always know. say
1: up in Illinois, we always say din din. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: See, but like like there's din, other, din, but there's huh? like other areas that's, where like it's breakfast beautiful. is breakfast. Lunch, they say dinner, dinner, and dinner is supper. Supper, yeah. But we're like mine. Was so, always when's r-
1: lunch? Is it like 10 a.m.? They call
2: it supper. <laughs> well,
1: that's fucked up. What happened to lunch? For me, Why I, do they not
0: like lunch? I, I eat lunch at 10.45 every day. That's when I have lunch. That's brunch. <laughs> <It's> brunch. <laughs> Dude, I eat brunch every day just without the mimosas. Man, we are starting off on a <laughs> tangent. <laughs> Hard left turn.
2: The other oh. one that, I, that confuses me that people say, so you call that a trash can or, or gar- a garbage can?
0: Um, I'm I'm probably
2: 50-50. What do you call it?
0: Um, I, I call it
2: a trash can. Is it a trash truck or a garbage truck?
1: It's a garbage truck. Yeah.
2: Where's the distinction? There's no distinction. Why is it not a trash truck? The words
1: are used interchangeably.
2: <laughs> See, I, I
1: will say... I'll I don't say, find good. It's like ninety
2: five percent of the population though calls that a trash can, and they call it a garbage truck. I don't. I don't. There the word we've had this discussion. Yeah,
0: I'll go, I'll go car, garbage can, trash bin. So but you garbage put, truck. You put way much, way too much thought. Apparently, I lost my words
1: on the <laughs> second second drink of the Irish cream. Um, <laughs> You guys put way too much thought for two words that are used interchangeably.
2: Yeah. It's just interesting how people well, the, uh, call different things. So, did you ever they do. They call it a rubbish bin. In rubbish, Europe, yeah. Right? So, did you ever do the. They uh, call it a rubbish truck? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, did you ever
0: do the. I, 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 we I need just, a uh,
2: European person to weigh in on the. Do. What do you call the truck that picks up all the.
0: A lorry, tra- a trash lorry? It's a taxi, I believe. <laughs> lorry? No, Lorry's a, like 18-wheeler. A cab is a... Well,
2: uh, a garbage truck is not an 18-wheeler. No, but they, it's not
0: like a big truck. correcting is lorry. me on lorry. Yeah. I'm, okay. No, I'm, it, Okay. Wait. No. Okay. <laughs> we, need, I'm we need somebody from
2: to uh, text us. Anyway. I need correcting you on did this. Did you yeah. ever do the... What time is
1: it in Arizona? <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> did, I'm like, well, fuck
0: it. What are we smoking?
2: <laughs> I'm done. So we have the uh, Agonorsa Leaf Rare Leaf Reserve... Um, I believe this is the new Maduro. I don't. This know is that the they're calling it exactly that. But. So
0: pour our skew. It's or on the on the wrapper. It's the box press torpedo. Um,
2: yeah, that's the size. Yeah, the box, pre,
0: box press box press torpedo Maduro in the in the SKU system thing. So
2: yep. Um, so the blend on this, it's a uh, Mexican San Andreas <laughs> wrapper has two Nicaraguan binders from Jalapa and Esteli. And then Nicaraguan filler comes in three sizes Robusto, Toro, and Bellicoso, uh thirteen fifty to fourteen fifty MSRP. Yep. Before and your so state tax.
0: And then like I said last week, I said I would bring the Irish cream that we got from the Irish store in KC. from Cork County. It's yep. a single barrel. County County Cork. County Cork. Cork County. So this is where my family is from. Five Farms, County Cork, Ireland.
1: Yeah, I think we should. One of the things I was thinking about, um, so this is your first time trying it. I yes, I've cons- never had it. This is great. I have consumed several of these bottle- <laughs> bottles on my own. <laughs> I mean, it, it this, is this fucking spe- delicious. This specific brand? Oh, yeah.
0: Oh, so good.
1: So good. So good.
2: It is good.
0: I
1: have not <laughs> consumed them in the little bottle, so I was interested to see how the little bottle played <laughs> and out. And this is in
0: the little bottle. Like, I give my I parents the little bottle. Like, yeah. it was like an airplane bottle.
1: It'd kill your dad. <laughs> so, um,
0: yeah. you should have seen the... I, I now know the big bottle, it's... It's a seven hundred fifty milliliter bottle.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> it's beautiful too. Oh it, yeah, gorgeous. Because it has the like milk stopper. This mm-hmm. one has a little bit of that. It's yeah. it's really cool bottle, um, and it is, it's delicious. Yeah, so good. Yeah. So I good. Have, I might have Paula to get up actually and pee has, in the
2: middle of the show because my sugar's going to be <laughs> through the roof. Just so you know. Yeah.
1: No, I understand that feeling. Um, <laughs> it is. It is rich, and it is. It's just. It's decadent. It's decadent is the right word. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, I like just pouring it over ice, and uh, it's really good in coffee. I've tried it, yeah. um, which I find is the only uh, non-over-ice use of Irish cream is uh, a little bit of coffee, but I just prefer Irish cream over, um, yeah. over ice. Although I will, um, with the cheaper Irish creams, I will make duck farts. I'm sorry. Uh, what uh, duck farts? Which is uh, <laughs> a good time. <laughs> Duck farts, which is half Irish cream, and what's the other creamy? Uh, Kahlua. Kahlua. Oh, okay. <laughs> and it's like half and half of that, and then you put a shot of semi-cheap whiskey in there, and then you, bam, hammer it.
0: Huh. <clears throat> Does it not? Does it not coagulate? From, um, it, j-
1: No, yeah, you it, bam It's like, man, it's, okay. like it's like a, a racially insensitive Irish car bomb, um, which is the Guinness and and uh, Irish. Car the so they call and it then, a
2: duck fart because it looks like duck shit. Yes. Like when you drop it, if you don't drink it quick enough.
1: No, no, it looks like duck shit. Period. And then, uh, <laughs> but you hammer it before it. Co- How much co- duck
2: shift have you duck uh, shift, duck, duck shit d- have you seen in your life? Um, a
1: bunch. <laughs> I came from Illinois, dude. Yeah, but like in parking lots and like in uh, fields. that's geese. Oh. Eh, I can't imagine what duck <laughs> duck shit looks like. Um, but it but a duck fart. I mean all birds
0: have cloclo cloclo collo- collo- Yeah, is it a lot different geese and duck shit? Oh yeah. Okay. I mean like like hurricane is I didn't name in the drink.
2: Duck shit. Geese shit looks like the snakes that you get yeah, the, the... For 4th of July. 4th yeah. of July, so that's true. Duck shit is more like bird poop, like... Uh, collo- like colloquial. Okay. The colloquial. liquid. It's disgusting. Let's give a let Let's change the second. subject. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, a duck
1: fart is uh, a really excellent way and let's <clears throat> say, Friendsgiving. Yeah. Um, the night before Thanksgiving to... Um,
0: forget about what's coming for Thanksgiving (laughs) Uh, to push through on on, (laughs) on, on the family. It
1: might've been the reason that I sat quietly (laughs) on the recliners for good 10 years at Paula's family. Yeah. Cause like Aaron the first, which is my friend Aaron from Illinois um, and Paula and his wife, Kelly and uh, Mark Hobnick. And we would just,
2: get (laughs) (laughs) fart-faced fart-faced
1: and we would uh roast it was like each one of us would bring like uh, like each component of it in the first year we all bought two and then we had to like call somebody we need more liquor and then after that it was like uh we'll bring each bring four bottles of our thing and that wasn't enough and the next year was five bottles yeah because they just go down too damn easy i
0: have never been at a party that has ever run out of liquor. Have you oh,
2: gone? oh yeah.
1: Really, I never have. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. I've not only been at that party, I've been the reason that party <laughs> happened to run out of liquor.
2: So, not saying I ever did this, but um, in Russellville it's a dry county, and so we would have to drive to uh, Blackwell, which is like a twenty-minute drive. Okay. That was the closest liquor store. Wow. So in college, what they would do is <laughs> when the party would run out of liquor, they send somebody to yeah. go get it, right? Yeah. And it's usually a four or five people, whoever can fit in the car. And they have the 40 on 40 challenge where oh, yeah. you have to finish a 40 in the 20 minutes back to nice. wherever the party's at. Um, that was a lot of fun. So I hear. So, so I, I hear. Say, so, so your pretty. friends say. <laughs> right. I heard from other people who made bad life
1: choices. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, yes. Um, the, um, yeah. The funny part is a, the Moose opens a tournament that I played in uh, southern Illinois. Um, and it was Aaron, the other Aaron's um, dad and Moose played in this tournament. And I guess there were several dry counties in southern Illinois when they grew up, and they told stories about running beer Mm -hmm. across county lines and stuff like that. And they and you just be rolling because to be honest with you, I know down here in Arkansas it's a little more regular. By the time I was of drinking age or close enough to drinking age where it bothered me, yeah, there was none of that nonsense in Illinois. I'm I'm not criticizing dry counties. Yeah, oh, it's stupid. Too much stupid. But it really creates more danger than it cures. And so I I realized the point of it. And so that's fine. I'm not going to argue the point of it. But in doing that, what you create is 40 by 40.
2: Yeah.
1: And so instead of a five-minute drive, it's a 40-minute drive. And that's 35 minutes too long.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. So. Whenever, whenever I hear somebody say, I got to run to get like liquor or something, the only thing that comes to my mind is Eastbound and down. Yeah, i loaded the up. And in the <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> like, that's the only <laughs> fucking snowman in just-
1: Jerry Reed. Yeah. Truly should be in the Country Music Hall of Fame. If he's not, I don't know. He may be. Because, first of all, great picker, great guitar player, wrote some of the g- <laughs> greatest, <laughs> greatest funny country songs ever.
2: Yeah, you good. She hound got the carried gold. That movie, though. Oh, <laughs> oh I did.
1: He wrote, um, "I got the
0: gold." Or she got the gold mine, and I got the shaft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> which is uh, classic. Yep.
2: So that's a good one. I've
0: always wanted to try the, uh, which is a real sandwich, but it's more, it's more of a southern sandwich. But the Diablo sandwich that, uh, what's his name, orders the Diablo sandwich and a Dr Pepper. You remember that? I don't. But so you know what a Diablo sandwich? It's like it's almost like a. um like a uh, uh, what's that? Manwich, the uh, sloppy Joe. It's like a sloppy Joe with like jalapenos and like some other. It's a different. It's a di- like an so offshoot you, of sloppy Joe. Mm. What's
1: the sandwich place that's like the sloppy Joe? It was called Minute a man. Minute, minute Man. You guys had one of those. I've I've never had one, but I I know what
0: you're talking about. They yeah. had one
1: in Springfield. I had one. It was it was just less um, tomato based saucy yeah. and and more so, onion based. Saucy. So we had we had sloppy, really good. We had
0: sloppy Joes a couple of weeks ago. I fucking love it, Sloppy it, Joe's. It tastes totally different than what it was when we were growing up. Yeah. It's like, like better. No. no, <laughs> Better. I don't oh, think I so. think
1: the manwiches are better. No. I think it's, the, I think I think both it's way
0: worse. There's just, they're like. It's you kinda,
1: romanticized your childhood um, Sloppy Joe's. Yeah. Probably. They're just,
0: they're just something. It's kind of like, like when like Coke changed or whatever, like it's not the same or like Kraft macaroni, like th- that shit changes. Like it's. They definitely made it to a worser product. Worser. Worser. A, a worse product.
2: I think coke changes with every batch, right? No, I'm saying like like no, from I'm a... talking about cocaine. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah. Depends what you <laughs> cut it cut, with. If it's cut pure or whatever like yeah. that. Yeah. Um sorry, that was a cheap joke. It was. Not not relatively, <laughs> but
1: um an easy joke for sure. Um so I like the new man You had the new Manwich spicy?
2: No. And mm. I haven't had a Sloppy Joe in probably 10 years. I love Sloppy Joe. I do too. I just haven't had one. I get it.
1: I put it on a slice of bread and then I just
2: eat it with a fork. Miracle Whip or cheese? Nothing?
1: Nope. Because I'm always, trying to. We try always to,
2: put Miracle Whip on it.
1: Uh, that wouldn't be bad. I'm trying to cut out bread, and I, you know, as a diabetic, I'm trying to get, limit my carbs.
2: Well, you can still put Miracle Whip in it.
1: Yeah. I hadn't thought about Miracle Whip, to be honest with you. Yeah.
2: yeah
0: I'm sorry. Miracle Whip in the sandwich? Like. On top?
1: Yeah. No. And cheese just What's doesn't What's the difference match.
2: if it's on the bread or in the sauce? Oh, that's what I was wondering. Like, I just don't, like, I don't want mayonnaise. Well, even mayonnaise. I hate real mayonnaise. Yeah. I don't like Miracle Whip much, but I really don't like mayonnaise. I don't like mayonnaise either.
1: The thing I'm always tempted to do is put, like, a vinegar-based coleslaw on top.
3: Mm. Like,
1: like a pulled pork barbecue, sandwich? Pulled pork yeah. sandwich, yep. That might be okay. I like that on a pulled. I do, too. guy on a golf course that I used to play on was from Carolina, I think. The head pro, and he, you had to tell him to leave it off, and I never did. First time I had it, I never did because you go, that's the way a pulled pork sandwich Absolutely. should be made, because it's like so much better.
2: Yeah, down here you get a lot of the creamy coleslaw, not so much of the vinegar. Either one's but fine, but yeah, they're I both prefer great.
1: The, I prefer the vinegar, but uh, they're
2: both good. I so love pulled pork.
1: I do too. I'm not the biggest pulled pork uh, fan in my family. Pauly goes berserk about it. Nice. So she loves it.
0: That was a good segue because I had something I didn't want to talk to. You talk about golf. <clears throat> How about Ricky Fowler today?
2: Yeah, back in the winter circle. On the okay. uh, Rocket Mortgage, which is one of his sponsors. Yeah. So but it's convenient, right? That was just yeah. Fix so was in. Fix was so, in.
0: <laughs> so that w- that was like the segue. But I actually found an article that was pretty interesting that I want to get y'all's take on it. Um, this is from Golf Digest, and it is the ten reasonable rules for when golfers should take a mulligan.
2: Okay, so and this is
0: the ten reasonable
1: rules as to when you should break the rules.
0: I guess <laughs> from Golf Digest, which is just um, just, is, just want to
1: be clear that taking a mulligan is against the rules.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, half the shit we do on the course is like against. The no, owners. no, third, not <laughs> half.
1: You're half of what you're doing. Then really, you're okay. Number 10, annoying phone call. So this is things other people do that should allow you allow to allow you to take the mulligan. So somebody else takes an annoying phone call. It, it hurt? it happens right when you're taking the swing. It's there was an annoying phone call going on the whole time. Like my buddy Andy, who I love playing golf with, would always he would be on conference calls for 3 holes. So I can take the mulligans
0: the whole 3 holes. Okay, so I was trying not to read the whole description, but I guess I'm going to read the whole description. <laughs> I'm going to want clarifying. We need a little more clarity on this Number one. 10, annoying phone calls. Sometimes real life beckons. Maybe it's from home or your boss needs something urgent. If there's a phone call you have to take during a, during a low stakes round, take the call, then hit another. So it's you so receiving So you get the phone call. call. So my favorite
1: thing I ever saw in a tournament was, I don't think that's, it's you. Yeah. Don't pick up the phone. So if you pick up the phone, you don't get them all again. If it's somebody else in your group, I think we could maybe talk about it. Andy was on a call <laughs> with the Speaker of the House of oh my State of Illinois and other people. He, um, We were playing in a tournament.
0: Do you want to pick up that name you just dropped?
1: Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to leave it right there. And so uh, – and he – put down the phone. We were on the 16th hole, which is a par three over water. Mm -hmm. And he put down the phone, put himself on mute, put down the phone, and then teed up his ball and hit it um, to the point where it um, was near the hole and I thought it was going in. (laughs) And my exact reply once he got off the phone was, uh, I'm going to make that fucker call you more often. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but Annie was notorious for that, and there's no way I'm giving that fucker more shots
0: because he's hard enough to beat. So the if SS. it's so if it's, so if it's out of your control, take it. If it's your fault, don't take it.
2: Well, I mean, somebody calling you is out of your control, technically. Well, no, I mean, you... I've 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 gotten like my wife was mad that I was playing golf one time. Who? And she called me in the middle of it, and. I played like absolute shit the rest of the day because I was so mad. Because you shouldn't have been playing golf. I shouldn't. I probably shouldn't have been playing golf. Did so you he, play today? By the way, you look like no. You did. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> you're just, so here's the yeah. deal. Just, oh, just mad golf props, props. Today. Yeah, Mad just props if you play today, because
0: today was. I um, played
2: on Friday.
0: Friday was even worse. Friday was 104, 105.
1: Yeah. Was it an, an event
2: or something? No.
1: Uh,
0: just stupidity. Yep.
1: Mad props. Just
2: Because
0: it was too hot on Friday.
2: I played terrible, but
0: <clears throat> I imagine it was hot. Imagine <laughs> like uh, it, I'm I'm assuming you didn't push cart.
2: No. No, we did not walk. <laughs> what time did you play? Four o'clock. Uh, the hottest part of the day. Well, yeah. uh,
0: but it cooled down uh as the day went
1: on. So here's here's the way I yeah, went it. Went interpret from
2: 104 you. to 102. Yes.
0: <laughs> Correct. Cooled down. Um you understand what cooled down means. <laughs> Um, <laughs> and can we stop with this bullshit of like, oh, it's, it's 99, but it feels like 108. If it feels like yeah, 108, it's 108. Just call it 108. Yep. Um,
1: uh, we cannot stop with that bullshit. There's a the whole weather industry. No, nah, fuck that. It's, so,
0: it, it's, no, we figured out what it is. It's the uh, it's the street cleaners. Okay. Yep. Okay. So here's here's my modification to the rule. <laughs> if you receive
1: a call that's okay. within 10 seconds of you hitting or you pick up that, that's fine. But if it's an ongoing conversation, no.
2: Yeah, I'd agree with you there.
1: Because okay. like if, otherwise you just stay on the phone, you, yeah. and then you get 48 mulligans.
2: Can't have
0: that 48 mulligans too many. Number nine: animal interference. So your ball is rolling towards the hole and then a bird or dog or some other animal disrupts it. Yes. I think there's a rule about this, right? I don't know if that ball was actually going in the hole, but either way, I can't think of many other better way to say just hit another opportunities.
2: There is a rule if the ball is stationary and an animal moves it, you get to place it back. But I don't know if there's a rule for hitting it like in flight or while it's rolling.
1: So if you hit it and it hits a bird and the bird explodes. <laughs> the old, hey, Randy, hey, Johnson? The hey, old hey, Randy Johnson? The old Randy Johnson? The Randy Johnson. <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a rule for that.
2: Maybe. I'm not I don't sure. Know. I think you should get a mulligan yeah. for that. Okay. I don't have a problem with that. It <clears throat> happens
0: like one in a billion times. Yeah, it's, it's very, very rare. rare. Number eight, drastic foot slip during swing. No.
2: Do you, should, you want me to read the thing? Or no, I don't more? need to. You don't need no. to clarify that one.
1: So here, I'm a guy, you know this, who doesn't wear golf shoes. If you're, so one of two things happen. You're playing in the rain. Get inside. Lightning could happen. I can't stand the rain. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, Or you've swung too hard. Yeah. Or you need to be wearing golf shoes because apparently you can't control yourself. So no, I'm a no on seven. (laughs) Okay. Or on eight. eight.
2: I'm going to say no on that too. Where the big fancy the
1: Phil Mickelson golf spikes if you swing that fucking hard. So, okay, so we're, uh, what are we, two for, two we're for we We're modified two one, we said yes to one, and we've said no a, to A no.
0: hard yes, a medium yes, or a possibly, and then a hard no. Okay. Okay. Uh, number seven, a weird <laughs> distraction in backswing.
2: What is that? What is that? Maybe
0: it one. was someone else's sneeze or a cart backfiring or a car on the road thinking it be funny if he honked his horn in yeah. the backswing.
2: You should get a mulligan. With the, no.
0: with the caveat that it wouldn't play this card more than once around. Is it is an accept, acceptable mulligan opportunity. No. Rubber I, the green. I,
2: I say yes if the group agrees that it was a an odd noise that wouldn't have happened yeah. re, in regular play. No. Like an animal squawking or something? No. But like a car horn? If somebody's actively trying to fuck with you,
1: no, I'm no.
2: Wow, wow!
0: You just here's why you just set yourself up for the next time we play. That's fine.
1: <laughs> it's here's awesome. why. Here's why. Because I've played with enough douchebags in tournaments mm-hmm. who we would spend twenty minutes arguing over this. As soon as you open this door, you're going to spend untold time in aggravation at, at doing this. Yeah, <clears throat> and if it's in. Any sort of tournament or money situation, I don't want to argue about this. And so it's a no. It's a good point. It's a rub of the uh, green. Sorry. We can go punch the other fucker who did it. If they did it on (laughs) purpose, we should go punch the fucker. But in general, no. Because it's going to happen to somebody else the next time and eventually it all evens up. Well,
2: where does it stop? They they say, oh, I heard a... Whatever. I heard the wind blowing there.
1: Well, and then and then we all gotta agree. What's the last time we all agreed on something? Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna don't don't tell me nine. (laughs) Don't tell me nine. Ten.
0: Yeah. Uh all right. I'm gonna go ahead and put you two down for a no on number six. Um, first putt on fast greens.
1: (laughs) What the fuck are we talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Now here's
0: again from golf digest. Now we're starting. No, now, now, no, hard no. <laughs> yeah, that's a no. Now we're starting to push it. But look, often practice putting greens aren't as fast as the ones on the course. If you arrive at the first green having no idea what the greens are, take the temperature of the room among the players, there may be a mulligan opportunity. No. So here's my advice.
1: Check with the guys if you can hit a couple putts on the first screen if you, if you didn't have a chance to warm up, because let's say you were having sex with your wife too late or whatever the thing is. Like, it, you make up an excuse, right? And if, yeah. if your buddies know you're not getting laid, then make up something else. I was stuck at Starbucks. I, had, I don't care. I had to get myself a biscuit. I've heard everything, right? Like, why you didn't make the practice range. Like, I had to get myself a biscuit. And so just make up something. Is that what they call it now? Yes, yeah, so that's code. <laughs> right. But make up something and that's then I'm hit it, a couple. <laughs> then hit a couple putts on the first green. Just ask the guys okay. and say I need to read on speed a little bit. But no, so I saw something pretty cool. Um, and listen, the number of practice greens that aren't like the first green or the first greens that aren't like the second greens. Yeah, I mean it's the way it yeah. goes.
0: So, so I saw something cool. I don't know what course it was at, but I saw it on Instagram. But they had it was an eighteen hole course, but they had a practice. A uh, practice hole. A practice hole. Yeah. So it was actually like a 19. I saw that too. And I thought that was, I was like, Oh, that's, that's pretty that's cool. That's a nice way to Yeah. Up. What we should get is people playing more holes of
1: golf. And so, um, we're already at like the 12 hour <laughs> round range. See, um, when we
2: play most of the time, not most of the time, every time we play, you get a breakfast ball. If you want only on the first tee, only on the first, that's tee. the only time you get to use it. Mm-hmm.
1: Right. I agree. But is that only if you play early in the morning? No, so the breakfast ball is actually for supper or dinner too. Yeah, we okay. have breakfast
0: anytime. Right, <laughs> breakfast is the only thing you'd
1: have so here. You here's the tip anytime. for the here's the tips for the golfers. I Don't want to roast it because I don't want to imply that I cheat. <laughs> I don't want to imply that I'm cheat. You want to know the speed of the first green, and you you whatever happened, you couldn't do that. You walk, you mark your ball, you pick it up, you accidentally drop it, and you see yeah. how the ball rolls. Like, am I the first guy to
2: fucking think of no. that? Absolutely not. (laughs) I've
1: done it. I've done it a billion times. I have too. Like I've done that on greens that I think don't look the same. Sweet as everything else. Accidentally kick it. See how it goes. I mean, what the? Yep.
0: Like become more clever. That's not even cheating. It's not. (laughs) Number five. I'm going to say no on this one as well for y'all. Eighteenth hole during a bad round. (laughs) You've been struggling all day, and your only goal is to find something for your next round. Last drive of the day, another no. bad shot. Take the opportunity to take a pity mulligan. We've all been there. Go all to right. the
2: range after you play. If it's that bad, go to the range. Go to the range. It's obvious you need to work on your game. But And I'm
1: in general in favor of pity whatevers. Mm-hmm. Like some <laughs> <I'm awful. laughs> Pit, what P- waffle. Pity, pity biscuits? Pity biscuits. <laughs> I'm,
3: I'm,
1: I'm in favor of that. That's our next
2: t shirt. <laughs> it is.
1: Um, uh, Technically, be our first. <laughs> it'll be our first. We need to put together the other ones, but uh, <laughs> uh, fucking pity biscuits. <laughs> Goddamn. <clears throat> um, but uh, we need to. Uh, we need. You need to go to the range. Yeah. You just. You
0: just rolled the ball for eighteen holes. I yeah. think you need to go work on your game. <laughs> Number four, damaged golf ball. You didn't notice. Oof um mm. you may have seen that scuff mark on the ball and thought nothing of it but when you hit the ball it made a strange sound and dives out of the air like a wounded duck damaged ball hit a new one so if you saw the scuff mark and that's what they out on themselves on that
1: the, if you saw the scuff mark no now if the scuff is buried i'm a little more accommodating on that Yeah. So, yes goes no because you i don't like people who pick up the ball and put it back down and I, i've played with people like that and you're like don't touch the fucking ball. What are you doing? Don't touch the ball because you're they inevitably are fluffing their lives.
2: Yeah, absolutely.
1: <clears throat> so I'm a little more accommodating so, in a yeah. casual round. But technically in a tournament round. The,
2: the rules say that you have to finish the hole with the ball. Unless you lose it.
1: I know. In a casual round, I'm really accommodating here.
2: What if what if you yeah. like yeah. low
1: stakes dollar round? I'm accommodating on that. Any other situation, you gotta play the ball out. That's the way what it about works. mud ball? So mud ball in certain situations, because if, if it's wet, then you, if it's mud, you, you, if you see it, you pick it up and clean it. If you don't, then you don't see it. Then yeah, it doesn't, doesn't fly. Yeah. Sorry. So like you, dry, in, a, in dr- the tournament. So
0: I'm saying drive, hits cart path, lands in the fairway, but you can't see underneath if it's cracked or whatever you, You gotta finish. The rule
1: is: you start the hole with the ball. You finish the hole. So if
0: your ball, like if the covering cracks like in half, like you.
1: No, if if the ball is damaged to the point where it's an unplayable ball, then you can throw that out of play. But in general, a scuff mark is not considered unplayable. Right. Okay. Number three. Although you trust me, I've had the dickhead conversation with people. It's amazing what they find unplayable.
0: Yeah. (laughs) it's in the it's, it's right open i can't do it
1: the, um right now i've had people i've i've seen people blade balls open and then people try to argue you have to finish that and you go i can see rubber bands yeah can. that's different
2: <laughs> like what's well, the same what with are the we equipment. arguing with? if you break a club in in regular it. use you can you can but if you snap it over your knee you cannot
1: right i think that's actually changed from when i was a kid but maybe not because like in general, you couldn't. Rep- well, I mean, I wasn't in a situation to go into the pro shop and like drop five hundred dollars on this. The
2: happened this year in a tournament. The guy's driver face cracked, and um, kind of they let him- Ass
1: club was he playing pro tournament? Yeah, obviously. pro. Yeah,
2: and they let they let his girlfriend go get one. Go get another driver out of his bag. Wouldn't that be assistance and from
1: the outside and a three stroke penalty?
2: No, because it's technically. Broken equipment in the use of play. Okay. Now, if he just, like, slammed it on remember. the cart path and broke it, then they wouldn't have let him do it. That's he would have had to play without it.
0: Interesting. What happens if you hit the drive, you see it cracks, and then you slam down because you're pissed?
2: Um, I don't know. It, it would be interesting for sure. It's ill-advised to slam a club. <laughs> <laughs> it's broken they, already. Get the they ruling even, and then slam. <laughs> they even let him take the shaft out of the driver he was hitting and put in the new club head.
1: Once again... It's hard to believe that rounds are 12 hours now,
2: <laughs> but it's a, it's a I quick, would hate to it's play. a quick removable adjustable driver. So it just takes okay. five seconds. Had to go get a new grip. Had to do. No, no, no. You don't get to do all that.
0: <clears throat> so it's just swapped that. Yeah. Number three, one margarita. <laughs> X <Next. laughs> <laughs> number three accidentally, accidentally hit to or from wrong spot on unfamiliar course. I'm gonna read the I'm gonna read this one because this one's kind of weird. New courses are confusing, and sometimes that confusion can lead to accidents. You hit from the incorrect tee marker, or towards the wrong green, or down a fifth hole's fairway instead of the tenth hole. I once saw someone pull a driver and slam a drive 100 yards over the green on a par three because he didn't go see the pin and thought it was a par four. Go ahead, go ahead, tee up another. No. Uh-huh. So,
1: um, I am gonna make a distinction here. Casual round, low dollar round, low dollar stakes versus every other situation. And and I'm
0: assuming this is you're playing with your buddies.
1: Playing with your buddies. If you're playing with your buddies and you've gone to a new course, so it's like the three of us go and we're playing the Robert Trent Jones and it's a new course and we're like standing up here, is this a 50? It's like me and (laughs) Clint going, is this a 50? I don't know where the hell they go, right? So... Uh, I would hope I'd be smart enough if it was a new tee for me to look at the tee thing. But let's assume they don't have good tee things. I'm okay with that because it was like uh, a, a strike made in air. So
2: a casual round, I don't care about any of this. Like, you're just out having but fun. But that, if there's any money on the line? Well, there's a there's a stake. I'm not giving you in, any of this.
1: A stake, a stake line. Like, if we're playing for.
2: Oh, I don't care if it's a quarter or a hole. Wow. I
0: mean, but I don't we, care about a quarter hole. Well, then we by can bet that a quarter hole. Then by that same notion, just, breakfast balls should be out. They are. Yeah, here's three fifty. You know, we always do a breakfast every every time we have played. Do you guys
2: bet? Yeah, I, we I do. don't. But you, I and guess David. we do. Yeah, we give them a breakfast ball. That's the so only one. There's that we obviously
1: do. some some way. Yeah, if it's three fifty, right? Like I have to pull a five out of my yeah. wallet and put it down and just go shut the fuck up. Yeah, which I've done before. <laughs> just for the record. <laughs> Like shut the fuck up. We're not arguing about stuff. Here's my total bet for the day. Here's every cent you could win yeah, for me. Yeah. I don't want to hear another word from you
0: <laughs> about any of the rules. This um, this is like the one where we played well, a couple of months ago, and I'm driving down the fairway. I'm doing ever whatever, and I I'm killing it. And you're like, hey, you're going to the wrong you're going to the wrong green. Right. I'm like, yeah. What? <laughs> I'm like, oh, <laughs> well, I've done that.
1: I've done that a hundred times. Yeah. Like where you're in a new course. I did that cog hill the first time I'm doing that. And like, I'm standing out there and the, the, the ranger comes over and goes, Hey, uh, by the way, you're on the back nine now and that you're here too soon. I'm going, uh, I don't even remember what he said. And I don't even remember what I did, but wrong fairway. And he's like, and I'm going, he goes, did you miss hit this? And I've got,
0: Nope. <laughs> I did not <laughs> see what, what what
2: what hole is that because that's that is because they are sixteen and fourteen,
0: yeah, they are like right next to each other Oh, I just, wait, I just at hurricane, yeah, yeah. And I just, like hurricane I just mixed I just was looking at the wrong one the whole time, yeah, number two, I'm going to say absolutely no for I'll even say it as well, but even though I still mark it, but I want to do it over, missed short put, you tapped, you tried tapping in, but missed.
2: Um, you know, casual round, I don't care. Like you so walk, you walk. Casual up and try. round, we
0: have a three
1: foot rule. So yeah, so this one like is, I yeah, have so a three foot. If you, if you
2: if you putt from
1: within three foot, then you're at risk. That's the rule we always have. But to be honest with you, anything that gets in within three foot, if you're with me, you I'm gonna I'm gonna hit the back of my putter and I'm gonna throw the ball back at you because the point of the three footer is rule is to
2: speed up play. So it. If you say that's good and he walks up and hits it and misses it
1: then he
0: missed it. But you've okay. already said but you've already said that's good so what kind of first chicken or egg? The point of the three foot rule is once <laughs> again not to protect the
1: dumbass from missing the putt It's to speed up play. So if you choose to not help us speed up play, you miss the putt. The point of the two-foot, three-foot, four-foot rule, whatever it is, See, is to speed up play.
2: To me, if they give it to you, like I'm not going to line it up, but I may walk up and have it. If
1: you stab at it, yeah. I don't care. I'm not going to be a dick about this. But I've had guys, right, this is a serious round for me, and you're going, really, and you're playing with me? That's a shame on you. <laughs> and they, they like line it up, and then they miss it, and you just go, yeah, I'm sorry. You say They'll say, you gave it to me. I said,
0: yeah, until you spent time on it, buddy. Number one, everybody knows what it is, breakfast ball, but only if you hit your first drive poorly.
2: Yeah,
1: it's only on the oh, first drive. no, hole. I get four breakfast balls no matter how <laughs> I hit them.
0: <laughs> there are only a few times I would proceed with caution when re-teeing off the first tee. If you hit a good first drive, if you're being hosted and your hosts didn't say is okay to take two off the tee first, if you've had a long practice session before your round... Or you're the last golfer to hit, and nobody else took a breakfast ball.
2: I I let everybody take a breakfast ball. If you want it, take it. Yeah.
0: So I in a but you only st-
2: get one. Yeah.
1: Low stakes and a casual round. I'm completely cool with that. Um, and to be honest with you, I'm not even going to think about it. It's just you better notify me. you're I've been in yeah. situations where the the last guy hits, and then I'm in the cart pulling away and another ball comes sailing over my head and we're done playing where this will be the last round I ever play with you. If you ever put me in danger. (laughs) Um, But in my casual group, you're always the first tee. I get it. People have jitters, whatever. I'm not, you know, in a tournament, fuck. No,
2: no, yeah, go go chase it. It's the
1: point. But in a casual round, I'm like super flexible.
2: So what about, is there a rule that you would change in golf? If you could pick one.
1: Um, so in tournament golf. Any, every round, just change a rule. Change a rule in every, in every situation. I would not treat clearly lost balls the same as I would treat out of bounds balls. So, um, and, and that's why I ask Because one of the things that I would do in casual rounds But in all rounds, is a lost ball because lost balls never happen in tournament golf at the top level, but they do happen in in golf, (coughs) at the lower levels. Right, and it's one of the most painful (laughs) things that slows down golf. (coughs) And I would have to go
2: back to the tee or something.
1: Yep. And so you lose a ball; it's treated like it's out of bounds. Now, if you hit a ball along the fence, the problem with this change, you hit the ball uh, uh, along the out 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 of bounds. Online. This is a problem with my change. And I know this. You hit the ball around the out of bounds fence. Some, you're going to get argument with douchebags. And they, 99.99% of all golfers douchebags. And so somebody's going to say, this ball was lost. It's not out of bounds because you didn't find it. So there, there has to be some way of judging that. But let's say you lose a ball in the middle of the course, no chance of it being out of bounds, drop it. One stroke penalty. Now, maybe what you do with out of bounds is you treat it where it crossed the line.
2: One stroke, drop the ball. So I and think they've done that now um, in casual golf. I think they change. No, even in in tournament golf.
1: Because they, the other change part of that change that I would make is you don't have five minutes to look for your golf ball.
2: Yeah, they. You have one minute. They changed that, I believe, to two minutes. Okay. I. It don't may be the... three. I'm not. It's either two or three now. And then they changed it like, if it's a lost ball in an out-of-bounds area, it's considered just stroke. It's not stroke and distance.
1: So in all those situations, if it's out-of-bounds, is it considered stroke and distance? I see it airmail the fence.
2: Yeah, it doesn't matter. Whether you find it or not, it doesn't matter. If it's in an out-of-bounds area, wherever it cross, you have to agree upon wherever it Clint crossed is where you get to drop. Clinton,
1: and I did not now, know that rule.
2: If that That's were, noon. This year? Maybe last year, yeah. this year or last year.
1: That's a really positive change. The biggest problem with golf, besides the 99.9% problem, <laughs> is, um, and I'm now speaking from tournament golf perspective, <clears throat> is there's way too much time discussing rules yeah. and finding golf balls. Yeah.
2: I agree. If, if the
1: number if, of times I've wanted to club somebody to death with my sandwich, and I choose a sandwich, <laughs> and this is how you know that I've thought about this, because I think with the cutting edge and the heaviness, more damage, yep, there's more, more damage, more metal, <laughs> right? Um, and that's how you know that I've really, really yeah. thought about. So, that.
0: so you want to speed up the game tremendously?
1: I want to speed up the game, and I also want to cut down on arguments. If that's yeah. the case,
0: then why not just allow the people wear to use fucking carts?
1: Like I would use the local, pros, yeah. I don't, I'm all for pros arguing about all the little nonsense because those fuckers get paid a lot of money and it's annoying them and therefore pleasing Well,
2: the difference with them is that they have rules officials on site at every tournament.
1: So they don't get to argue
2: about the nonsense the other So they call a rules official, the rules official makes a ruling, and that's it. Now, if you disagree and you think that he is wrong, you can play a provisional ball.
0: It's almost like playing on a protest in a baseball game.
2: Exactly. You write down both scores... And when you go back to the to sign your card, once again they'll review the video and they'll make a ruling. For a lot slowing of times. Down the game. Well, no, a lot of times that's after the round.
1: I know, but you gotta play it provisional, so it's like yeah. playing the hole twice.
2: Yeah. You're right.
1: It depends when in the hole it is. But it a lot of times what
2: they'll whole do whole now is like the rules official makes a ruling, you protest it, they'll get the rules committee to review it while you're still on the golf course. Right. And then whatever the committee says, that's it.
1: And so if the, your appeal is overturned, you're hit with a giant fucking space laser. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so. um, but they did change it where people are not allowed to call in anymore. Like once the committee oh, makes a decision, that's the end. That's the final I actually decision.
1: stopped watching professional golf on television yeah. when that was the, the sort of, yeah, the thing because To be honest with you, I think the rules are there for an important reason. I think they should be enforced consistently. I think the tattletale nature of what golf viewers are, and they're still here. We'll come up here on a Sunday, and there'll be people pointing at the screen. That's not legal, and that to me is – I'm not calling those people douchebags, but I think that mentality is what's wrong with golf.
2: Yeah. So the one rule I would change –
1: What's the rule you'd change?
2: If your ball is in a divot in the fairway, you should get to take it out. Somebody
1: else's divot that wasn't properly repaired or Correct. has been sanded or whatever. Correct. <clears throat> I think if you hit somebody else's ball in the green, you should be able to send them.
2: <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> <clears throat> um, what was the old one where they would... The stymie or whatever, they'd have to hop over hop, the ball. Hop over it, yeah. That was pretty
1: cool. Reinstate the stymie. <laughs> yeah. I put in your line. Um,
2: yeah. Do you have a rule that you would change? You don't know enough of them? I don't know enough of them. <laughs> okay.
0: Um, for pro or for, like, casual? Everybody. Casual? Yeah. So I like the rule that we implement, because our course doesn't maintain the bunkers. Yeah. So... If your course, no matter where, if your course doesn't maintain the bunkers and you hit in the bunker, play it out of the bunker. Don't put it closer. Play to the very back of it. Well,
2: so they've s- been doing better this summer. The winter time they don't take care of them at all. They've been doing better this summer of not letting them wash out. So we play uh, rake and place now, okay. yeah, because they're in decent shape. Okay. Um, they do get wet and so the sand gets heavy sometimes. But like if you go in it I and mean, they just,
0: sometimes it's fucking rock hard.
2: Yeah, if it's it, and that's where the rake and place yeah. helps, right? Because you can rake enough of it, yeah, loosen it up, and yeah. so you can still play. Out and then,
0: of like it. when we play in the fall, I mean, there's leaves all over the place. You know, you're in this area, but you just can't fucking find the ball because it's covered by a leaf. Yeah, just drop it. I'm, 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 fine coo- with, I'm, I'm fine cool with that.
1: leaf rules in certain situations, um, because you just have zero chance. And I don't, to be honest with you, want to spend a third of my round looking, looking for your for fucking. Yeah. you yeah. looking for balls. Yeah, I mean, it's just. Like, this is no fun. Let's just throw 40 balls in the leaves and then let's go find them,
3: <laughs> right?
1: And then you inevitably just spend all day stomping on leaves waiting to turn your ankle.
2: Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's just not
3: a
0: ton of fun.
2: Yeah, I'm fine with that. And it speeds it up. Yeah. I'm a fast player, though, so, yeah. like.
0: I mean, we when we play 18, it's usually four, right at four hours. That's not bad.
2: You're a little bit of a slower player, but I think it's just because you're learning still. Yeah. Um, and I think with time, you'll just get used to it and learn, but like, I mean, I don't even watch anybody else's golf ball unless I'm in your cart. Like I'm not watching your shot. It's not, it's not, it's just a time thing. As Soon as you swing, I'm stepping up to hit mine. Like I'm not wasting time.
0: See, I watch because I know how bad my eyes are and it's just like, if I fucking lose it, like, I don't know where it went.
2: Well, when I play with you, I watch yours. So... Most of the time we're in the cart together, but most yeah. of the time why? I watch yours because partially it's entertainment. <laughs> partially I know it's going to go somewhere crazy and we're going to have to go find it. So right. I, I don't want to spend four hours well, looking for it. That's why
1: I want to, and I'm waiting wow. for my prescription to be updated so I can get them. That's why I want to get the golf glasses so that helps guys like me who,
0: who can't see the ball as easily. Yeah, yeah. I mean, It used to be something I didn't even think about. But, um, well, that's why I switched for a while to those neon balls. Man, those are even harder to
2: find. Sometimes. Than just white. I'm like, oh. Especially when the leaves come down, yeah, they're hard to
0: see and playing nor near twilight and shit like that,
2: Anything yeah, like that. they can be hard to see,
0: so something else happened in the sports world this week that I'm pretty sure they all would have known and involves your team, okay, somebody threw a perfect game, yep, and wow. did they? Yeah, and here's the it thing. wasn't
1: against the Cardinals, was it? Because we we Hell, it was, it was so. against the
0: A's at Oakland that had like two thousand people. Yeah, like so in front of nobody. And <laughs> yeah. honestly, here's the thing: I think Rob Manfred was so fucking thrilled that it happened in front of nobody, and he wishes it never happened to begin with. <laughs> like it Why is, is be- because the person who threw it is a domestic abuser who got in trouble for beating his wife. Yeah, I bet he does that's probably right. If he had a direct line to the umpire, he would be like, we really, we really need a ball, a walk right here. A ball? (laughs) I think he probably threw balls. A perfect game doesn't mean no balls. Well, we need like a fourth ball. here, fourth
1: ball? Somewhere. Well, that would be kind of uh, unusual. Um, (laughs) um,
2: Two pitches in. (laughs) You
1: walk. You (laughs) walk. Ball four. (laughs) Oh, I was going a different direction than that. Yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) Um, um. Yeah. Well, it's got to be easier to throw a road perfect game when there's nobody in the stands.
0: Yeah, but it's happened. It's happened to somebody to somebody who you don't even know who it is. Like it's not a name that anybody knows. Do it's he's on your team. Do you even know who it is?
2: Yeah, I don't remember his name, but
0: Domingo Garman.
2: Yeah,
1: and so and he's he was one of those who got, He got suspended for domestic abuse. Eighty-one games. Wow, that's a s- significant. That's uh, a significant.
0: Suspension. Suspension. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. Back um, in
1: 2019. Okay. Well, we'll assume that he's reformed. Um, man, perfect man. game. Um, there's been... He was the 24th. You know, I was just about to say, there's yeah. been mid-20s. Yeah,
0: not many. Do you know who the last person was before him? It in was what year?
1: King... Um, um, King Felix. King Felix, and it had to be 2013? Yeah, 2012. I gonna
2: say. Okay. Oh, I was going to guess 13 yeah. as well.
1: <clears throat> yeah. I listened to the last four innings of that game on the radio, Sirius XM.
0: Yeah, King Felix was the uh, was the last one to uh, to it's do. Pretty
2: impressive. Pretty impressive.
0: Yeah, I mean it's 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 I mean it's super rare. It's crazy, but like again, every time somebody throws a perfect game, I think the
1: same thing. Don Larson threw one of those in the fucking World Series. <laughs> <laughs> You want to talk about it's rare. Yeah. He threw a perfect game see, in the World Series. We'll see yeah. and, and, and and then was, he caught Yogi Berra. How rare is that? And it was a Maddox also. It was a radic- Maddox perfect game in the World Series?
0: No, uh, the one that Domingo did. It was a Maddox. It's
1: like two hours and 20 minutes? It was under 100 pitches. Oh. Yep. So you could choose Maddox in several ways. <laughs> yeah. So there was a huge strike zone? Is that the Maddox <laughs> we're talking about? Yeah. <laughs> Is that a little bitterness coming out. Yeah, I'll tell you what, Maddox was just a just just a master. Do you know, what, evidently yeah.
0: he's like like a hell of a golfer too. He's a yeah,
1: him Smoltz and Smoltz, yeah, and uh, there's a lot of those old guys. Avery and Chipper and all mm-hmm. of those guys who met like the mid nineties, like like,
0: yeah, the mid nineties, uh, uh, Braves, Braves, yeah. Well, well, what's like all crazy about
2: it is plus. the pitchers I get right because they don't bat that often. Occasionally they'll hit, but like Chipper. Good hitter, yeah. How does that not mess up your golf? Sw- or your yeah, baseball and baseball golf, golf swing. Go well like, how do you like? I mean, that's impressive. Yeah, that's athleticism.
1: Yeah, I mean, good eye. You know, it's like can a, hit that curveball,
0: so that that translates to golf. It's like the ball's moving fast in both those sports. It's like what Otani's doing. I mean, hell of a pitcher. Yeah, hell of a hitter. Like leading, or at least I think he's leading now. He was tied with Aaron. Uh, before this series going on, but right? he he had another one, another home run. But I think he's leading. in Did you see that home run yet?
1: In uh, I think Oakland, uh, Otani did. Huh. I like didn't see it. Five hundred eighty-nine feet or something. Four hundred eighty-nine feet. That's that's going that to the bar station on the other that's side. Crazy. It was like in the upper deck at one of the uh, fan entrances. That's probably been closed for about fifteen years. Oh, and you just look at it and you just go, "Okay, there you go." Dude, he's going to get so much money. So, I heard something that I thought was fascinating. They were, somebody threw out, he's going to get 11 years, $550 million. And another, an executive from a team, that was a writer who said that, a record, or, or, or an executive from the team
0: said, way low. Way low. Yeah, because he said, uh, That's crazy. he said a five-year, five-year as a pitcher for like $320 million. Six year. No. Yeah. How old is he? 26? 25, 26, something like that. I saw I saw a weird post
1: that says somebody texted the Mets like in 2012, when the or I don't know, 2016 or something, saying, you need to sign this kid. He's going to be the biggest thing ever. Like told him to sign him back. And they point. said no. And they just didn't reply. And he's 28. Just, 28, yeah. So it, 11 years doesn't make
2: sense. Because, you know,
1: I don't know. So you're just paying him a lot in the short I mean, you're, you're, you're five to six yeah, years you get of...
2: you the Bobby Bonilla deal. Bobby oh, Bonilla. and we
1: just had Bobby Bonilla day. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yesterday was Bobby Bonilla Love day. Bobby Bonilla <laughs> $1.3 million every year through 2035. unreal. <laughs> he still has, unreal. Still has 12 is Off
0: a $5 million contract. That's
1: crazy. Bobby Bonilla is known for three things. First of all, amazingly good ball player. Mm-hmm he gets known for the other things, right? And that's <clears throat> whatever, but he was a really really good ball player. And people forget that because yeah. he gets paid 1.3 million dollars every July 1st.
0: Oh, he's more of a mythical creature now in yes. baseball. Yeah, he is absolutely. he is a Kraken.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the third thing is and I do you guys know what the third thing is? Uh, he was the player who got hurt and allowed Albert Pujols to make the the major league team the first year. And then, then so he is the reason Albert Pujols is a hall of famer.
2: Yeah. Kind of, (laughs) kind of, it's really more Albert Pujols, I think. yeah Oh,
1: and it's really out of your Molina because we know how great he is.
0: (laughs) So I was listening to a, a baseball podcast this week and everybody knows the circumstances, circumstances surrounding Pujols. Everybody believes he's older than he actually is, but he says he's younger. Have you not heard this? I have. He's not older. I mean, so he lived in America for yeah. So here's the thing: yeah, he, he was born in Missouri. Like, he, like right. he, He grew up right near where I'm from. Right. Um. But so apparently like, it's not in the water. <laughs> but it's but now it is becoming prevalent where the Dominican team is doing that so they can get bigger contracts. Where there might be, they right. might be 25, but they're saying they're 21. And they're they're like what shaving was, years off.
2: What was the movie where oh, they've done that for years? Oh
0: I uh bench warmers. Bench I, warmers. I am fourteen. Yeah.
2: <laughs> he's got his birth certificate, it's just crayon on a piece of paper. It says I am fourteen. He's got like a full beard and <laughs> yeah. everything. But
1: you think about he played, so let's assume that he is older than he says. He played till he was what? 41
0: 41 42
1: and he the last year he had last year the second half of that year he just tore the yeah. cover off the ball yeah. so yeah. let's assume he's three years older that means at 44
0: he tore the cover off the ball yeah. that's
2: what hGH does for you yeah, apparently no. <laughs> I'm not gonna argue Fucking, his neck
0: grew three times the size <laughs> like three the times the size. tell you what
2: <laughs>
1: like fridge and in both cases I don't care it yeah. was a little hard. Dude,
0: I'm, fresh. I'm totally, I want my athletes to be freaks of human nature. Give me all the steroids. Give me all the HGH. Like, well, I want to,
2: like the problem comes in after the sports end.
1: Well, the problem is the role model they put for it up for if your kids. If you're here's the thing. Who well, that's beside the, the point. If, I think who aren't going to make the NFL, who aren't going to right. make major league baseball and destroy their lives for something that is a pipe. Right. Once 95, again,
0: 95 of the people, 95, Percent of the athletes out there shouldn't fucking be role models to begin with. Like, shouldn't be what? Shouldn't be role models to begin with. Charles Barkley theory. Yeah, like he mm-hmm. just. I agree. Like it's just one thing. It's like have better role models, kind of thing. But like, sure, it is what it is. Like there's is. there's gonna be good ones out there. You got fucking Pat Tillman. You've got
2: yeah, but if you look at poor neighborhoods, yeah, with bad schools, like they don't have yeah, no, they don't no. learn about. Role models. They don't learn. So who do they see? Yeah, yeah. All they see is sports.
0: No, that's what I'm saying. Like it's. I still quote Ed Reed, great role model. Great role model. Great, great role model. Antonio Brown, not a good role
2: model.
1: (laughs) Not a good role model. Well, Charles Barkley says it. I saw the quote again this week from him. He says, "I go to a white high school and I talk about what's going on." And he asked, "How many of you want to be a pro athlete?" Ten percent of the hands go up, and. especially amongst higher middle-class mm-hmm. schools. And he goes into uh, a lower income or a, a predominantly black high school and say, how many want to be pro athletes in 90% hand? Yeah. And then he'll ask both schools for the people who didn't raise their hands, what do you want to be, doctor, lawyer, and said, um, you know, the 10% will say that in a black school, but the 90% of that is, are saying that in a white school. There is this feeling within some of those schools that that is the only way out. Oh yeah, largely because those are who we celebrate, yeah. and we shouldn't. We should celebrate the fact that there's a ton of great role models outside of the sporting world, uh, sporting world for all types. Do you think coaches could be better? Like what better like, role models are better at explaining that these no, shitheads aren't role models. Better role
0: models, like I forget, I don't, I, I don't, I don't know his name right off the bat. The uh, the Mike uh, Tomlin, yeah,
1: Mike Tomlin. I would prefer if I was looking for my child who does not exist to to look for role models. I would prefer that they look outside of, outside of sports, outside of the sports entirely. You, there's tons of great role models. Absolutely. Which is, I would, I would prefer that my child look outside of politics and look outside of um, sports and look into other things, the medical field, IT field, look into… Um,
2: cigar field.
1: Cigar field.
0: Who, who is, okay, <laughs> who is your your little 11-year-old Mark sitting in front of the TV? Walter Payton. Walter Payton was yours? Who was, yeah. your, who's, was yours? Payton Manning. Okay, so I'm the only one that's not going sports then. Mine was. Oh, lo- I thought
2: that's what you were asking. No,
0: I'm just who was <laughs> no, your ro- role model gr- growing up. Well, so
1: first of all, my role models were close to me, so it was my grandfather's, and it was my yeah. <clears throat> it was my dad, it was my mom for all for varying reasons. I didn't. I don't have one role model and say I want to be yeah. that person. I I I I I valued the characteristics I liked out of all the people close to me, and so I picked. Things that I at eleven, I was smart enough to discern. You know, I wanted my mother's heart, who has this. She has this amazing loving heart, and my dad is really smart, also a loving person. But there're varying parts that I, that I really admire about people. I don't ever break down a role model and say I want to be Charles Barkley. I don't. That's not
0: the way I think of role
1: models. Yeah, I don't either.
0: I, I thought like, you were asking sports. No, okay, no. Yeah. So, so you can revise so if you, you want mean. to, or if it's still pain, it's still pain.
2: No, I'm like Mark. Like there were people close, close to me as a child that I think shaped the person that I am. There's a lot of them. I'm, I'm a lot like Mark in that.
0: Like, I always like Lavar Burton. Burton. That's a good one. He's we, a- eating I, Rainbow. Butterflies in the sky. <laughs> I mean he I mean, I mean cool dude. LaForge? I mean, La no, I mean like LeFar Le Burton was the man.
1: No, he no, he's a cool one. He's and he's done a bunch of really cool,
0: I think important just, things.
2: Just caught me off guard. <laughs>
0: I, I don't actually
1: I think had, that's a bad one.
0: So I remember, I always <laughs> I could have thought of a lot worse of words. I can go anywhere. <laughs> I always remember. So my, so like growing up in the late '80s, early '90s, like my mom always had like that band, the the beret. Like oh the yeah, full, you put them over. Dude, your I eyes. put those things oh, over my yeah. eyes all, all the time. I, I ran into so many goddamn and walls on. and chairs. <laughs> 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 Survived. <laughs> you toughened you up. <laughs> well, Bar- <Burton laughs> you up. Yeah.
3: Well,
1: I sent you both a link. I, I I don't know if either one of you watched it, which was uh, why you should. Why Gen X is the best generation. Did you guys see that video? Yeah.
2: I do uh, I, I don't. I don't know if I saw that because you don't read your text messages. (laughs) Right.
1: And it talked about that we were the last, we're going to be the last generation to not grow up with the internet. We're going to be the last generation to do a lot of stuff. We grew up Uh, as the generation that followed our crazy parents and they're fucking So When when do you say like, we didn't have really good mental health drugs. So don't like push us. So,
0: so here's the thing. When did you, when would you say growing up? Because I don't, I don't consider myself growing up with the internet. We got the internet when I was 16. Hmm. So
2: I was. I mean, that's still during. That's the latter part when, of growing when up, was, but it's still part of growing when,
0: up. AOL. I mean, I
1: think you're you're being so. The internet didn't happen till I was an it adult. Would,
2: I guess. I
0: guess. I, I guess I was 15. So I was He was 90, so, 98, 98 when we got our. So we had computers beforehand, but we always had like the, ency- the encyclopedia really Britannica became, stuff. But like yeah, never internet. I mean, it
1: became the internet in some form in the early nineties now. It didn't become what you call the full blown internet till the late nineties. But I mean, there was no, I mean, there was nothing. No, we, I'll point I, we, out, we just didn't have it. Right. There was nothing. Like, I remember when HBO came out.
0: And oh, like you could I see know. titties on TV. No, no. so so the squiggly line, like I could always get Showtime, but it was like always squiggly. And like, yeah. it like kind of, the color contrast is way off, but like, get a hold of just right. Like, oh, I think I saw a nipple. I think I saw a boob. <laughs> yes.
1: Right. So, um, you know. And we've, we've joked about, you know, the, the, the main stations used to go to the American flag
0: uh, and then sign off, yeah,
1: <laughs> sign off and all that stuff. But I mean, my generation will be the last of a lot of that. I remember getting our first computer when I was 16.
0: Mm-hmm. I remember that as a kid. God, what, that'd be what the, like the original, it was an Apple IIe. It's an Apple IIe, yeah. It's... Yep.
2: So I have an argument for this. Okay. Um, I understand what you're saying with the last great generation.
1: I'm not saying the last great generation. I'm saying the greatest, whatever. No, I'm not even saying that. I'm saying we are a unique generation. I believe your words
2: were literally we're the last great generation. Okay. Okay. I roll back the tape.
1: Okay, I'm gonna say that.
2: Um so I think every generation thinks that.
1: I actually don't think, I think we've failed in a lot of ways. So let me, let me correct what I meant to say. We're a unique generation. Um, We're the, we were sort of, I don't, I always hate, I agree with you on this. I, I think I know where I'm going, where you're going with this. I actually think every generation has great things that it does and huge things that it's failed. So when I, I was talking to my nieces earlier this year, and when I talk to young people, I my truthful answer is we fucked this up. We didn't get a bunch of stuff done we thought we would get done. It's up to you now. Um, it's harder than it looks in the mirror. Yeah. Because <clears throat> racial equality, um, a bunch of political stuff yeah, yeah. that we wanted to fix, just make the world a safer, happier, better place. Those were all goals that when we rolled out of high school, I um, – I intended to, uh, I think our generation intended to fix, right? We had a better perspective than our parents did on it. Cause we were better educated. We were better informed because of CNN and the TV and everything. And, and all of that. And we, I don't think we've done a really good job at all. I don't think we're the greatest. I think we're unique in the fact that we're the last generation to live in certain parts of the world
2: to live in certain parts of the world? An internet
1: an internetless world. Okay. A cable tv world. I remember when CNN came about. I remember when the... Um, You're like the streetlight generation. Right? <clears throat> streetlight generation. Challenger exploding. I remember yeah. when suddenly news didn't break in the newspaper or on the radio when it broke the very second it happened on television. That was not my childhood. That was my young adulthood.
2: So my argument... Um, if you look at advancements in society, right, you talk about the early nineteen hundreds, yeah, how quickly we advanced from a mechanical to a degree economical like all the all the cars, all mm-hmm. the buildings, the cities, right I think that was one of the biggest advancements in history during that period, yeah, and then I think it stalled, yep. And then I think it's now picked back up. I agree with that. Because of the technological advancements that that people are making now. And I think that's a combination of your generation and and my generation.
1: I think it started with my parents' generation a little bit. Yeah. And then we hit the gas really hard. And then you guys have carried it on um, at that same pace, if not uh, increased it. I think it's faster now. Yeah, but and so the and this is what people who are older than me would say, we built the ability for you to go right. faster and I think we've built the ability for you to go faster right. and you've taken full advantage of that to to at some degrees people like me yeah. are thinking, holy shit, what have we done? Yeah. Like cuz like AI for an example isn't actually good <laughs> in in all forms. And so we think yeah, about some of absolutely. the things we've done. We wonder, um, we wonder what we've done.
2: No, I don't. I don't think my generation will be considered. I don't think a any generation,
1: generation. I don't think any generation should be considered the greatest or a great generation because every generation, every single one—the one that won World War II yeah. and defeated Hitler, yeah. um, the one that won World War One. Um, well, that—that's when the should be considered great that, because every generation comes with its faults, which will be major, and its accomplishments, which should be major. And so, I—I I chose the wrong word. Well, that's when—that's
0: right. when the economic uh, push forward really happened. It was after,
2: yeah, World in War I. In yeah,
1: yeah. World War I was a big economic, and 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 to be honest with you, it stalled technology-wise, but yeah. in other ways, it sped forward. And so the interesting part is um, everything's cyclical. And yeah. so all those cycles aren't lined up, right? So the financial cycle is not lined up with the technology cycle right. and all that stuff. Medical cycle, um, they're not all lined up, right? And so they'll they'll all jump at different points. Um, and technology slowed down for a while. And to be honest with you, both world wars were technology jump points. Yeah. Because- there's nothing like having to kill a bunch of people in as efficient possible yeah. <laughs> way to like sort of jump things forward. Are you looking forward
0: to this Oppenheimer movie coming out? Um, no. I, uh, I am I looking forward good. to any movie coming out? Uh, you're more of a Barbie.
1: Oppen op- op- bar- op- op- Barbie, Barbie, op- op- Barbie for day? The, for the record, I am looking forward to the Barbie, Barbie <laughs> movie. Barbie movie is going to be funny. <laughs> right, right. Oppenheimer, I think, yes. going to be great, though.
0: I, have, I didn't know that it was an Oppenheimer movie. Yeah, I'm looking I'm forward to that. familiar with the story. It's a Christopher Nolan movie.
2: So, so the, the so preview here. that I saw,
0: you won't be able to understand it the first two times you watch it. It'll take the third <laughs> yeah.
2: time.
0: I'm not going to watch any the, movie that's the preview not that
2: I saw, they ask him, they're like, when we set this test bomb off, like, is the world going to implode? And he's like, it's not a 0% chance. Not a 0% <laughs> chance. I, I, haven't, I haven't watched the it's preview. It's not 0. That, that 0.0. that is wild. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Well, I
1: mean, how could you line. know till you explode the bomb? Right. I mean, it's yeah. the most explosive thing we've ever detonated, yeah. and the answer is, I don't know.
0: Yeah, we'll, I we'll, guess see. we'll find, we'll find <laughs> out. We're, we're fixing to find out. What? I, g- going back to like what Steve was saying, how we've made advances in a short amount of time. What blows my mind is, I love playing video games. I love the Asa- Assassin's Creed games, stuff like that. So, and they're pretty strict on their history and stuff like that. So, it's crazy seeing how between like, three thousand BC to year nine hundred, like whenever. Or, listen, so a good four thousand years. Four thousand years. Like, not much has changed. Like, it's it, like you have the fall, of, you have the the rise and fall of Rome, and then like Caesar was so killed. No in, video Thirty three. What do you but, mean? Not much has changed. No, I'm saying in those four thousand years, like the clothing was a lot of the same, the building structure was still the same, but in the in the ninety years from. Now, and from now until 90 years in the past to 1940, look at how much, like, shit has progressed. Like, it's just compounded over and over and See, over I again.
2: I don't know that that's necessarily true. I think it's just the advancements that they made are so... um Small on our radar. Yeah, their everyday life. And so we don't even think about, like, indoor plumbing. Well, which, which they had, though. Right, that's what I'm saying. But
0: what I'm saying is, like...
2: Like if you like just back look, then that was massive. If you look at fuck it, it was, it was massive yes. in the fifties. Yeah. Like
0: I remember my, grand, saying, my grandparents though. house didn't have plumbing. And
2: so the advancements that they made were just on a different level than what we see. What, what I'm, yeah, we're so used to these things. What I'm just saying
0: is like, just seeing it from a bird's eye point of view, like whenever like Pompeii happened, you know, like in that whole thousand years between it happened and it being discovered or whatever and shit like that. Like, clothing style and all that kind of like not much was that from a visual standpoint, like they didn't have cars and not have whatever, but then you just compound it to the past. Even when the first, first car came out, the model a or model T or whatever. And it took like 30 years to get to 30 miles an hour. Like they thought you're going to die if you go over 25 miles an hour, like your body just couldn't handle it. And now <laughs> like, and now we're going, Might like, like, look
2: at the shit we have now. Like, yeah. 200 mile an hour it's motorcycle racing. fucking crazy. Like,
1: it's
0: just blazing my mind.
1: Well, yeah. my dad posted, was sent something to me in text. We were talking about something to up and he said, I'm watch, I'm listening to a podcast about history. they're talking about the, I guess the bad tornado, um, run they had in 1974 where there were like 158 tornadoes. I don't remember this. I was eight. In Illinois? Um, I don't know. Somewhere in the Midwest. Just a tornado alley area? Tornado alley. About 158. And there was a lot of damage, a lot of, uh, I think, deaths and all that. I'm not familiar with the the storm. And so, and the part that always amazes me. So 1974, um, next year will be, what, 50, 50 years. Yeah. The amount of... The change in that field of tornado warnings is night and day. And I've listened to to recordings or uh, discussions of this. Even in the last five to 10 years, the ability for us to predict a tornado and where it's gonna hit has gone from minute or two minutes to five and 10. And the amount of lives that that saves Just with that, so that's a good side of technology. Yeah, um, where it saves you know a ton of lives, right? Because you can send it in, in ten minutes. You give people a chance, right? And you can also more directly uh, warn people in a specific area. You're at a real well, they, high they risk. Can, they
0: can get it to the street, right? Yeah,
1: in that five or ten minutes. But even like at an hour level, they can say. This area is really at high risk. You guys are sort of at high risk. And so we now think of it as just natural, of course, that there's these warnings we get that are very specific. Yeah. Mm-hmm. In 1974, there was nothing, none of that. Yeah. There yeah. was like, hey, there's thunderstorm coming and we, based on these models, we predict this. 1984, same thing, right? And we, we've gotten better over time. So technology is, is always a mixed blessing,
2: always. Yeah, it can go too far. Yeah, I mean that's what we're dealing with AI now. Right, and the, there's we're going on to, the edge of it being on, out in of certain control. areas,
1: but in AI in some areas, it's
2: a great advancement. It's a great advancement.
1: So it's always mixed. With every generation, yep. there's going to be pluses. Yeah, like we created the internet, which is awesome for watching YouTube videos, but it's bad in other ways. Yep. So, and my generation did not actually create the internet. It was the military in the '60s. It was so gore. It was. It wasn't Al Gore. <laughs> he he's a little bit older than me. But he. But what they talk about when they say Al Gore creating the internet? Yeah, I know. <laughs> they're talking about him bringing to that public. It was created in the military. The well, yeah, the was, technology was, backbone technology. Yeah, they were it was, using it for a long time. It was created at CERN. Yep, like that's where it was created at. Yeah, I know. So, but but like in the '60s. Yeah. But in, by but by, by a bunch of military geeks who well, CERN, well a,
0: CERN's not military though CERN's they have military components of that, but that's more like. Splitting atom, kind of stuff. Like that's where. So I have good AI on my phone. I uh, I typed in the AI a couple of weeks ago. I totally forgot about it you, until you mentioned it. I wanted AI to create a Irish pub song about cigars.
2: Oh God! And I have it. That's the proper it? response. No. <laughs> please, please sing it.
0: No, but I will read it off. I feel man, you do need some some Irish music to this. <laughs> Verse one. In an Irish pub where the tales unwind, there's a fire in our hearts and a smoke to find. A whiskey in a hand, the laughter fills the air, but tonight we'll sing of a different flair. I even, even got a little... Is that... <laughs> whoo, Here's the chorus. Raise your glasses high, let the music flow. We'll sing of cigars as the embers glow. From Havana to Dublin, the smoke unfurls, in the Irish pub will give cigars a whirl. From the rolling hills to the cobblestone streets, those are tradition there's a tradition we honor with every heartbeat wrapped in leaves of gold, a delicate delight, a cigar in hand will savor the night. And then it goes back to the chorus, the bridge. So light up the night with a touch of fire. Let the smoke rise higher and higher. The scent fills the room with memories to cheer. As we share the stories, we all hold dear. I fucking touched my eyeball like two minutes ago. It was just not <laughs> yes! <getting> to me. <laughs> I was trying to hold off on it. It's an official. dance. <clears throat> In every puff, a moment to unwind, a cigar is a friend that's truly one of a kind. In the haze of smoke, we'll reminisce... In the haze of smoke, will reminisce... AI, you didn't rhyme there. Of the journeys we've had, the ones we'll miss. Oh, he's, yeah, yeah he's the, I'm, I'm doing this out of one eye. So here's to the joy that cigars can bring in the Irish pub. Let your spirits sing. May the smoke raise high and a toast to share. To the pleasure of cigars, let's all declare. So so I, hmm. I, I have a question is ai going to change songwriting?
2: Absolutely. Oh yeah.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. I would I would argue that it's Ar- probably there's probably multiple artists that have already utilized it. And we just don't know about it or they just don't want to. The thing it's going to come down to is who gets the royalties. So Robert that there's a
2: there's a big deal with that with the uh the Beatles released an ai song the Beatles or
0: Ringo because there's only one left
2: well it's a Beatles song is that really him
0: though I mean they took
2: (laughs) audio recordings didn't expect it to go there they took audio recordings of all of them Uh and created a song with it so Um, it's
1: the AI where you it's a song that was written by them yeah and you, it's where they blend voices in. It's where they can, yeah, the, yeah. It's like the Robert Earl
0: Jones stuff with Darth Vader. I mean, I'm assuming it's. I'm assuming Paul and Ringo would still get, yeah, the money from that. Well, I don't know. Here's the thing, um, or do, or no? Does it, it does who owns the
2: audio tapes? Well,
0: so they sold their portfolio to Michael Jackson. That's what I'm saying. So did Paul buy also it back? Allegedly dead. Paul, <laughs> you know that's been like. Fifteen years?
2: I didn't realize that. I did not either. It's been fifteen. Are they, you sure about that? He died in
0: 09. 14. Oh man. That, like it just happened. It did just happen. It didn't just happen. No, I'm saying like the, the anniversary of his death. That's, that's oh. what I mean. Like it just passed just last week or two weeks within the past two weeks. But uh, yeah, I I don't know who I don't know who owns their portfolio.
2: June twenty fifth, two
0: thousand nine. Yeah, so fourteen years ago. That's wild. my... Um, I remember where I was. I was at my parents' house when I heard that. Um, because, you, because somebody else died that same day and got overshot. Who? I don't know exactly. See? Oh. Somebody famous. <laughs>
2: Just, I, mean, I, who, I thought he was going to make a point out of no, it. No, no, I'm saying like... make some sort of weird conspiracy theory.
0: <laughs> who was the other famous person that died when Michael Jackson died? Farrah Fawcett. Farrah Fawcett died.
2: Oh, same day, huh? Same day. I didn't realize that. A lot of talent left that day. Yeah,
0: did you have that poster? You seem like you would have that
1: poster. I did not. I, I did not for some reason have women's posters on my wall. Was that <laughs> I'm, I was came that, up w- with the pity biscuit
0: concept? <laughs> <laughs> yet I did not have. Uh, was that before? Was that before your time? No, that was right. So that well, was right. Be right, I said that was right in Miller. the slot.
2: <laughs> I think well, that is hello. still today is the number one selling poster in the world. Oh, it's got to be. Uh, well, Farrah uh, Fawcett. Oof.
0: Yeah. How do you try, do they, I mean, are posters still a thing? I don't know. Like I grew up with posters on the wall, but do you think kids nowadays grow up with posters on the wall? Probably not. Like I had, what poster? I had a, I had a Simpsons poster. I had a Lamborghini poster. I still have
1: two posters on my wall. I've, framed things on my wall too but yeah but like i have a i have a poster of the appalachian trail and i have a poster of the pacific coast Trail. well like
0: you got to think like in basketball like when you when you dunk over guys called being posterized like yep. are they still making like basketball posters like i have no idea i don't know it's just one of the things
2: still though for that to be the number one selling poster of all time oh god yeah that's crazy
0: am trying to think what are the other? she
1: was an attractive young lady yeah she was an attractive older lady she was attractive. All the way. She's beautiful. I mean, she's just beautiful, and she was the bomb. It, there was several reasons that, that poster sold well. She was attractive. It was a very pro- provocative poster, but she was super big at that moment. So,
0: what was she known for, though? Was, she was it was it, uh, it was the cop show, right? With the uh, it was a six six million dollar man, wasn't it? Well what? No, wasn't she was with uh, the guy that
1: talks real slow, Captain Kirk. She was on that show, but I think the f- no, that was Heather Locklear. Um, oh, okay,
0: six million dollar man. An, it's another blonde woman. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Heather Locklear was the one who dated Ricky Sambora.
0: So that's what I'm said, not like, great on like, that. Well, I mean, was was stuff. Ferret Fawcett Just uh, no, that was that was Bo Derek. Damn, that's she's
2: a beautiful. Woman. That's the
0: poster. Yeah,
2: mm. number one selling poster in the world. That is crazy, and that hairdo is still. Like, women still do that. Mm-hmm. Some, I remember. Some
0: hairstyles are they're just forever. Like the Rachel. I mean, that's a, that's a forever hairline or hairdo. So I remember shape. one of my mom's friends, uh,
1: after my parents got divorced, my mom was working as a seamstress in the mall. My mom's a really good seamstress. Um, and um, she was working there, and one of the other seamstress had that haircut. It was the 80s, though.
0: 80s big hair, love it. Like, 80s
1: big hair was the fucking best. Just, Another reason. I can just uh, each, We are not the greatest generation, each, each but ha- we have some really great components. Each
0: hair had a can of Aquanet
1: <laughs> in it. <and> just, <laughs> but the funny part is you get, <clears throat> it's somewhere, even the people between your generation and my generation, especially the women, the men have different embarrassing photos, but you hit the women in that area and they all, you know, you get them to honestly show you pictures. They will all have big hair photos. Yeah. Now, I don't, I've not seen Paula's big hair photo. And to be honest with you, Paula's not really into the girly girl stuff. Like she, mm-hmm. she, she'll dress up, but she's never like into trends. Yeah. So I don't know that she ever did that. It'd be interesting to know. I've not ever cornered her on that.
2: In the South, they say oh, the higher God. the hair, the closer to God. <laughs> the, I know. The, the, oh, that was true in <laughs>
0: Illinois. The fucking Peggy Hill. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Man, yeah. something else I was going to want
2: to So talk yeah, about. Fair Fawcett, it was $6 million man. And then, uh, Charlie's Me Angels. Charlie's, Charlie's Angels. Angels. That's yeah. what it is.
0: So. Yes, Charlie. <laughs> so something else happened in sports. We'll, we'll finish it off with another good sports conversation. Well, just, just one second. Um,
1: I do have to chastise Charlie's Angels because they had the one episode where they were hookers, uh-huh. <laughs> and they the three of them dressed up as hookers. T.J. Hooker. T.J. Hooker was the one with Heather Lockwood. Oh, okay. um, but they were dressed up as hookers, and um, for a good part of my childhood, I thought that's what street oh. <laughs> were dressed like. And then I went to Chicago and I moved there, and then we were at a Chicago <laughs> Bulls game, and then we drove by, and I went.
0: Ah, oh, that's not exactly like, like that's what not there. real. No. Yeah,
1: Apparently, no. that wasn't real. I just in comp- <laughs> my childhood was destroyed.
0: <laughs> Lies. Let's
2: touch Lies. on the cigar real yeah. quick.
1: Uh, I like it. It's good. Well, it's hard to believe with your favorite rapper and your favorite binder there, <laughs> and a really good brand. W- would you
0: say? Would you say the filler was Dominican?
2: No, it's Nicaraguan the
0: binder. I think you said the double binder was Nicaraguan and the. Everything
2: but the wrapper is Nicaraguan, oh, okay. and it's all grown except for the wrapper on okay. the Aganorsa Leaf Farms. No, it's I'll, really good. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's, it's really a good. great cigar. It's not as spicy as I expected it to mm-hmm. be. It's a little bit on the retrohale, but um, they're figuring out how to tone down the San Andreas. Yeah. And we've seen that with a few different cigars now. Um, so I... I like it. I like what they're doing, yeah. and I think it comes out of a necessity with the shortage of Connecticut broadleaf. Trying to figure out that more mellow Maduro mm-hmm. kind of uh, yeah, the, more muted spice. It's like so. They're, who they're, owns, they're like
0: cousins? Who owns Arganosa
1: Leaf? Or are they a standalone brand? They're a standalone company. You want to okay. try that?
0: You want to try that again? Nope. Okay. <laughs>
1: I'm just on let it slide.
2: <laughs> Unlike you, he just owns them.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna try to fix it. You know, I'm, yeah, just, I'm just as likely to mispronounce the second I just, I second just try time. to push through it and yeah. eventually I'll, I'll get a ride. So, so.
2: Agonorsa was a company that nobody knew that name. That was the name of the farm yeah. forever. They did the wrapped
1: one with the was wrapped in a leaf. Is that the same one? No, that's Oscar. No,
2: that's Oscar. That's Oscar. But they put out a lot of cigars that I mean, nobody knew who Aganorsa was, but they knew the cigars.
0: Were they doing Placentias or was it backwards? No. They were doing Somebody's, and like they were known for that, but like, hell, we might as well just make our own.
2: They had like all the Casa Fernandez and stuff like that was Mm -hmm. was all made by them. JFR, but nobody knew who that was. Right. And then uh, Terrence Riley came in and said, you know, there's two, you have too many names. Like nobody knows who you are. Yeah. And so he rebranded everything to Aganorsa, and everything nice. says Aganorsa on it now.
1: Yeah, I was looking up the website trying to find this cigar, and the, he found it first. But yeah. there's a lot of stuff out there. Oh, uh, Because yeah. there's like JFR and
0: JFE and...
2: JRE, that's a different
1: JRE. There was JFR, I guess. JFR, sure. yeah. Okay.
0: Like, my favorite is the... JCP uh, and
1: Guardian <laughs> Guardi- of the Farm. Are you down with OPP? Yeah, Guardian <laughs> of the Farm is one of my favorite. Fucking I saw that, that and went, I didn't realize that was yeah. them, mm-hmm. which is... Marketing, once again. Right. Um, Guardian of the Farm is a banger. Yeah. Love it. The the Night Watch?
0: Night night Watcher? Something like that. It's a great one.
1: I like it. I've not had a Guardian of the Farm that I did not, like, top-shelf love.
2: Mm -hmm. No, it's good. Do you know why they put the dogs on the Guardian of the Farm?
0: Since they guarded the farm?
2: Yeah. They have a pack of dogs that, at night, guard the farm. I am. That's their job. So it's just
0: simply what, what it would make sense. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Is that why they have Servius? Yep. I mean, is it, they have a three-headed dog down there?
2: Yeah, they do not, but yeah. <laughs> a good old mythological <laughs> Greek creature, right? But no, literally, Harry that's Potter. what they do is they have dogs yeah. that live on the farm. Yeah. And at night, they're the watchers That's a place the farm. I could
1: be. And Aaron couldn't.
0: <laughs> Where? On that farm. Oh, no. <laughs> like, no, no, no. You can, you can have your tobacco. <laughs> that is fine.
2: No, I love it. It's good. Almost I almost mean, got it's... shot in Nicaragua for walking out in a farm at Jeez. night one time.
0: <laughs> I mean, that <laughs> seems fair. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else in the store? You're just <laughs> no, like, did just... you shoot your pants and then ran away? <laughs> no.
2: <laughs> we didn't know we were in danger till after. Oh, okay. Until you the heard the gunshots? Yeah, they uh Basically, we walked back, and he was like, were you guys just out in the farm? And we were like, yeah, we were just walking around. We had dinner out there, you know? Mm-hmm. He's like, okay. He like calls on the radio or something. And we're like, 86, the guns. <laughs> Everything okay? And they're like, no, He's like he almost got shot. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> we sat there looking at the stars, looking at the tobacco, you know. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> uh. So piece of advice, don't walk on a tobacco floor at night. <laughs>